RTHK, the news at 11 with Tom Warden. Tonight's headlines, Hong Kong's population falls for a third year running as 60,000 people leave the SAR. The first school in Hong Kong offering the mainland curriculum is set to open in 2026. And there's been a significant drop in the number of plastic bags given out in supermarkets. About 60,000 people left Hong Kong last year, according to official estimates, with the SAR's population falling by about 68,000, or just under 1%. It's the third annual population decline in a row. Births also hit a record low of 32,500. A government spokesperson said COVID was a factor, but that that situation should improve as normality returns. Paul Yip is a population expert from the University of Hong Kong. The signs looks a bit promising. At least the outflow is not as fast as before, but I am not quite sure. I think the trend can be reversed uh, immediately. I think it really depends on the performances I think of the Hong Kong government and also the uh, and the situation as a whole. Whether we make Hong Kong as a livable and city, I think for the Hong Kong resident, yeah, to you know the that uh, they are not living as many as they were, and also we will be able to attract the foreign talents. The first school in Hong Kong offering the mainland curriculum is set to open in 2026. It'll be in Tin Soi Wai and aims to serve mainland families in the SAR. Vanessa Cheng has more. The Education Bureau has allocated a site next to the Hong Kong Wetland Park for the Yu Chong Yuwa Education Network to establish a non-profit making private school offering mainland curriculum. The Bureau says demand from mainland families here for mainland curriculum school places is expected to rise thanks to the development of the Greater Bay Area, among other factors. The school will offer both the primary and secondary curriculum and will welcome its first batch of students in 2026. Esther Chen from the school network says she doesn't know yet how many pupils will enroll when it opens. We'll be closely monitoring the market uh, over the next three years. We have plans to open years one to four in the first year, as as well as the first year of secondary. In terms of the the number of students, I don't want to speculate at this stage. The school is expected to admit 900 pupils eventually. Ms Chen says it will cater for children who plan on returning to the mainland later, but local students will be welcomed too. The school is, although primarily for non-local students, but local students are definitely part of our um, the student population. And she believes the students will be able to take the mainland public exams after they complete their studies at the school. A green group says its study has found a significant drop in the number of plastic bags given out in supermarkets after the levy was doubled to one dollar. But overpackaging is still a cause for concern. Greener's Action conducted the study from mid-January to early this month at more than 50 supermarkets. It found an almost 90% drop in the number of flat-top plastic bags distributed by cashiers when compared to a previous study. The group's executive director is Angus Ho. This double price is actually have some effects, but we think that $2 is also one of the recommendations, so that we still hope if it is able to further increase the plastic bags will further decrease. Because we found that in our surveys, there's only 65% of the customer, they bring their own bags. Some of them, they may not remember, and some of them still need to purchase the carrying bags or the fat top bags. 
Government figures show the average waiting time for a public housing flat shortened slightly at the end of December to five and a half years, from 5.6 years in the previous quarter. According to the Housing Authority, there were about 133,000 general applicants in the queue as of the end of last year. And now the weather. It will be dry, cool with cloudy periods overnight. The minimum temperature will be about 15 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees lower in the new territories. Mainly fine during the day, with a maximum temperature of around 21 degrees. Moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore tomorrow morning. The outlook, sunny intervals on Saturday, rather warm on Sunday. Winds will strengthen gradually with cool mornings early to midweek next week. The temperature now is 17 degrees and the humidity 70%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. The Ombudsman says the administration is not acting fast enough in taking enforcement action against illegal structures on village houses. The government watchdog says over the past decade, authorities have managed to screen fewer than half of the villages in the new territories, and it may take another decade to complete all the inspections. Ombudsman Winnie Chu says the buildings department should target the most serious violations and repeat offenders first. Even though the enforcement action has been stepped up, but we're concerned about the compliance rate. If the compliance of the removal order is not as high as expected, or should be, then there sends a message that whether that uh, prosecution enforcement policy is credible. Uh, Hence, we advise uh, the uh, department to focus on its strategy, review uh, the strategy based on the last decades of experience. Despite last year's high-profile cleanup operations, the government watchdog says there's still work to be done to combat the illegal occupation or obstruction of streets. It acknowledged the joint efforts of the hygiene authorities and police in some black spots, but said the scaling up of these efforts is vital. Ms. Chu says the operations carried out demonstrated how seizing items stored or on sale in public spaces can prevent offenders from doing it again. The FHD should be given the uh, legislative power to also detain and seize and confiscate obstructive goods like the police. So it doesn't have to depend on the police all the time in terms of such enforcement action so that they can have a more flexible approach. The ombudsman also says the average penalty of around $1,000 is insufficient to stop serious violations and repeat offenders and suggested a progressive fine. Police Commissioner Raymond Sue, who reaches retirement age this April, is to stay on the job for another two years. The government says it granted Mr. Sue an extension of service to allow for a smooth transition in the force's senior management. A top tourism industry representative says Hong Kong will probably need a few more months to regain its full capacity to receive tourists. He said this is partly because of manpower shortages and cash flow problems, but also hardware issues, as Maggie Ho reports. The executive director of the Hong Kong Tourism Association, Timothy Choi, made the comment a day after it was reported that a 3,000-member business delegation from the mainland had been forced to cut short their visit here. They had apparently planned to stay overnight in Hong Kong for their annual general meeting, but had been forced to make do with a day trip because there were not enough tour guides, coaches or drivers here. 
Mr. Choi told the RTHK program that buses for tourists have been left idle for three years during the pandemic, and they are not in a fit state yet to be back on the roads. Many coaches are still parked at the Kwai Chung container terminals. Since we've just started to resume our businesses and the coaches had been left there for three years, they can't resume services before they undergo major maintenance. Coach companies and travel agencies had used up their bullets in the past three years. We'll face difficulties when business resumes, for example in terms of cash flow. Mr. Choi said the tourism industry will hopefully be better prepared to receive more visitors by May. Secretary for the Civil Service Ingrid Young says authorities launched a government-wide tsunami drill for the first time today, mobilizing 10,000 staff. It's part of a plan outlined in the chief executive's policy blueprint to enhance the administration's ability to respond quickly to major incidents. Mrs. Young says 300 staff gathered at the North Point Community Hall at three hours' notice. She said officials will regularly organize drills. The difference between this drill and the normal drills conducted by the operation departments is that this drill focuses on communication. If the communication is not successful, then we will not be able to mobilize the required staff. So this drill is about communication, is about how fast the colleagues can be called out for a situation in which we need to mobilize a large number of government staff probably is very extraordinary and it's very difficult to predict what sort of extraordinary situations, whether it's a pandemic like the COVID or whether it's natural disaster. The Politburo Standing Committee says China has achieved a major and decisive victory in its COVID-19 prevention and control since November. The statement was issued after a meeting in Beijing presided over by President Xi Jinping. The leader of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, has told the BBC he is willing for Russia to use his country to launch fresh attacks against Ukraine. But, Mr. Lukashenko said, Belarus would only join the war if his country were provoked. The BBC's Steve Rosenberg has the details. One year ago, Belarus became a staging ground for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I asked Alexander Lukashenko, was he prepared to let Moscow use his country again as a launchpad for any future Russian offensive on northern Ukraine? Mr Lukashenko said he was. He was even prepared to wage war alongside the Russians, but only, he said, if Belarus was attacked first. Mr Lukashenko accused the West of fueling the war in Ukraine. He called for peace talks and invited President Biden to join him in Minsk for negotiations with Vladimir Putin an invitation the U.S. president will likely decline. Turkey's foreign minister says Sweden still hasn't done enough to crack down on Kurdish terrorism, a demand it has made before it will allow Sweden join NATO. Finland is also waiting for Turkey to approve its membership. Speaking at a news conference in Ankara, Mevlut Cavusoglu said Sweden still allowed what he called Kurdish separatist propaganda and it had not cracked down on its financing. In the end, we always say that we don't have a serious problem with Finland, but it's not only us who say that Sweden has to take concrete steps about these issues. When the Swedish foreign minister visited us, he went to Parliament, and there he heard from all parties about the same issues I'm talking about now. So this is a matter that's above party politics. The NATO Secretary-General Jan Stoltenberg was also at the news conference. He said it was time to ratify the membership of Sweden and Finland. The authorities in the South Korean capital, Seoul, say they're getting rid of women-only parking spaces 14 years after they were first introduced. 
but the decision has been controversial, as the BBC's Jean McKenzie reports from Seoul. The parking spaces were first brought in to make women safer, to help combat a spate of violent crimes that were happening in underground car parks. They're positioned near the entrance to buildings. Car parks with more than 30 places are required to allocate a tenth of their spots for women. But the mayor of Seoul has said they will now be converted into family parking spots. Women's groups say this is another example of anti-feminist policies being introduced in South Korea, amid growing criticism from men who argue that policies which advantage women are discriminatory. The American actress Raquel Welsh has died at the age of 82 after a brief illness. She appeared in dozens of films and TV series and became an international sex symbol after wearing a fur bikini in one role. The BBC's David Silito looks back at her life. Raquel Welsh did not expect anyone to remember what she thought was just a silly dinosaur movie. See the fascinating, strange and fearful creatures who roamed and ruled the earth a million years B.C. But one million years B.C. with its giant malevolent turtles, poor grasp of evolution, and prehistoric bikinis turned Raquel Welsh into a star of teenage bedrooms across the world. In one fell swoop, everything about the real me, was, she said, swept away. It was pretty clear how she was being marketed. It's so hot in here. In Bedazzled, she was given the role of Lillian Lust. Would you help me with my buttons? In public, she played the role. I find clothes so constricted. But she said she had little control over her career. Now listen here, boys. I used to be a square. She was born Jo Raquel Tejada, the daughter of a Bolivian engineer. And her heart really lay in song and dance. Light-hearted, old-school glamour. Sing for Sally, life gave a quieter The producer behind many of her projects was the man she married in 1967, film producer Patrick Curtis. It would be fair to say she was better known than many of her films. But she did win a Golden Globe for The Three Musketeers. Never again will I let you go into such terrible danger. And on stage and television she did get a chance to show off her song-and-dance skills. Raquel Welsh had set out wanting to be Ginger Rogers and ended up being defined by a doe-skin bikini. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Hong Kong's population falls for a third year running as 60,000 people leave the SAR. The first school in Hong Kong offering the mainland curriculum is set to open in 2026. And there's been a significant drop in the number of plastic bags given out in supermarkets. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist your voice is calling, tis twilight time. When purple colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time. Cheers to Tom Wharton for the news and welcome to Twilight Time. 45 minutes of music just to relax to, especially if you've had a bit of a hard day today just come to the right place. If you'd like to choose a song, it's radiopete at gmail as we bring you a normal 
eclectic mix. The song for you that starts the show tonight is a goodie from Patty Page. With a crystal ball to gaze in Can look into the future, so they say But I am so afraid of fortune tellers To know the truth might cast my world away Now just suppose I called upon a gypsy to find you're gonna break my heart someday So darling, I'm confessing Not knowing is a blessing So you can keep me guessing Come what may With a crystal ball to gaze in Can look into the future, so they say But I am so afraid of fortune tellers To know the truth might cast my world away Now just suppose I called upon a gypsy to find you're gonna break my heart someday So darling, I'm confessing Not knowing is a blessing So you can keep me guessing Come what may Darling, come what may 